Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are beginning a new study. We're beginning the book of Jonah. And Jonah is found in the middle of the book, all of the books of prophecies. And I'm going to share what the commentaries I read too. This time I used Matthew Henry and Faith Life for Real this time. Uh, Jonah is a familiar story and it's so much like us. God tells us to do one thing, we do something different, and then when we get in trouble, then we run back to God. And then when things don't go our way, we uh, goes, you know, different than we expected, then we complain. But let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. The book of Jonah contains one of the most beloved stories in the Bible. However, its unique style contrasts with the books of the prophets and raises the question about how this book should be read. The main approaches to interpretation differs on whether to read Jonah as history or as a symbolic story like a parable or an allegory. And then one uh, commentary says it could have been, ex- you know, some, some exaggeration there. But let me continue reading. Jonah is the only narrative included in the book of the Minor Prophets. So it's a narrative is telling a story. Jonah, though placed in the midst of the prophet, prophetical books of scripture, is rather a history than a prophecy because it only has one line of prediction. And that says, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The rest of the book is a narrative of the consequences of that prediction. And in the midst of the books of prophecies, it, uh, this book is in the middle of the book of prophecies, before and after. And, uh, you know, there are prophecies before it, prophecies after it. And many of these prophecies have dark and uh, things that are hard to understand. Some of them are puzzling, even for people who are learned. There's strong meat for strong men. And here comes this plain, pleasant story, which is entertaining to the weak and milk for babes. And I thank God for stories like that, because trying to interpret some of these um, passages can be difficult, especially as a layperson. I've not had any kind of training, but I do know how to read, and I'm sharing what I'm reading. Uh, Jonah may have been the penman of the book, and he, like Moses and other inspired penmen, record their faults, making it evident that these writings are designed for God's glory. It tells the story of God commanding the prophet Jonah to preach in Nineveh. But Jonah decides to run the other way by boarding a ship. After God orchestrates a storm and a great fish swallows Jonah, he obeys God's command. But when Nineveh, the major city in the Assyrian Empire and Israel's army, repents after listening to Jonah. He's mad. He's infuriated. And I'll be back to share what else I read in the commentaries to help us to understand this book. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. 
Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at an introduction to the book of Jonah. And remember, Jonah is, he he's given a command by God, but he doesn't want to do it. He goes the opposite way to the way that God is sending him. And that's just like us, <laughs> especially if you think about kids. You tell them to do one thing, they do something totally different. And then when they get in trouble, then they cry for help. And that's what Jonah does. But let me continue reading from the commentaries. The book's lesson makes it clear in the end. God's care extends to all who call on him, even those who previously stood against his people. His mercy is truly for all. Jonah is the son of Amittaiah, and he was active in Israel during the reign of Jeroboam II. He was a prophet, and some of his prophecies were not committed to writing. But this one against Nineveh was, chiefly for the sake of the story that depends upon it, and that it is recorded chiefly for the sake of Christ, of whom Jonah is a type. Because just as Christ was three days in the grave, that's you know, and that's what they say in the New Testament, Jonah was three days in the belly of the great fish. So he's a type of Christ. It also contains very remarkable instances of human infirmity in Jonah and God's mercy in both pardoning, pardoning, pardoning a repentant sinner and uh, witness um, sinners and witness Nineveh and in bearing uh, with those repentant saints like Jonah. So you had the repenting sinners, that would be Nineveh. The repentant saint is Jonah. And thank God that we can fit both categories as repenting sinners and repentant saints. And we thank God for his love and his forgiveness that he allows us to come before him. The primary issue is not whether the events in the story really could have happened. We serve a God who performs miracles. And since he performs miracles, he certainly could cause a great fish to swallow a human being or cause a vine to grow and wither in a matter of, of hours. The theological lesson remains the same. God's love and mercy extends to all people, to anyone who trusts him. And the book of Jonah reminds us that God's love is for all. Insiders like Jonah need to recognize that God's grace is not theirs by right, but anyone who requests it as we come boldly to his, his throne of grace. And we thank God that that's the invitation to all. Come boldly to God. The book of Jonah confronts us and asks whether we will embrace God's mercy or whether we will run from it. We'll begin our study in the book of Jonah on tomorrow, God willing. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you as we begin to embark on another book in your word. Thank you that Jonah teaches us that uh, your love is for everyone, that we can embrace your mercy or we can run from it. We can trust you or we can uh, do like Jonah again, (laughs) run from you. But God, help us to run to you, not when we're in trouble, but always trusting you and praying for you to show us and guide us. And we know those who accept Christ as their Savior. And I offer Christ to those who have not accepted Him as their Lord and Savior. I offer Christ to them that this is the time to give your life to Christ. And we thank you, God, for your mercy, both for pardoning pardoning repentant sinners and bearing with repentant saints. We thank you for that, Father. And we thank you that your care uh, extends to all who call on you. All they have to do is come, come boldly to your throne of grace. Father, we're praying again for those who are in conflicts. We know about the one in the Ukraine because we see it every day on the news. But for the conflicts that we don't know about, Father, we're praying for those people also praying for their protection, praying for those who are mourning, praying for those who've lost it all, lost everything, praying to a a a hedge of protection on your children, Father, those who are in the household of of faith, those who have all kinds of special needs, you know what they are, Father. Bless, provide, cover, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.